You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for the Geeks Pub. It's been a little while since David and I, Tim Robertson, got together. Hello, David Cohen. Hello. We've both had some... Um, between this and this show and Tech Fan, we're a couple weeks since we've last recorded a show. We both had... Mine's not as serious as yours, but you had a serious family issue that you've been dealing with, and uh, yeah, um, that put the kibosh on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And then last week, um, I get a text from my wife while I was at work. It's just a video, and it shows water dripping out of a pipe in my basement. Right. So uh, we've had things that we had to take care of, and uh, yeah, when that happens, you know, Sunday is. You know, our day off, and sometimes we have to do things on our day off that uh, interferes with the podcast, but that's life. That's right, yeah. So when you say dripping, I mean, are we talking well, about the video a was slow dripping. drip? No, well, the video was a drip, but yeah. when I got home, so my house, uh, and I probably mentioned this before, I don't know, I, I know I have on TechFan, but I don't know if I've, I've mentioned uh, about my house here on the Geeks Pub, and our house was built in 1890. Right. Um, David's house is so much newer that, you know, his house wasn't even built in um, eight, ni- 1990. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. when you have an old house like this, I always make the joke that I could put a marble on any hardwood floor in this house and it's going to roll in one direction or another, uh, but never the same direction if you put it even five inches away from each other. Um, well, actually, even though my house was built in 2015, it's kind of the same, but that's just uh, its uh, not age building sense. <laughs> well, and let's be honest, they probably use way better materials when they built my house than they did with yours. Oh, I'm, I'm very sure of that, yeah. So I get this video from my wife. I'm working. And I get a, this is a Saturday, and I get off at 2 o'clock on a Saturday. And uh, it's about 1 o'clock or so. And I see dripping from one of the pipes now our pipes are uh, a combination of um when it comes into the house it's galvanized steel mm-hmm. and it branches off in a couple different places and the first place it branches off of is other than one spigot is it goes into the hot water heater and of course mm-hmm. the hot water heater heats it up and it comes out but once it branches off it's all copper and I don't know, have you ever worked with copper pipe before? Uh, well, I'm familiar with it. I haven't done, uh, the, the most work I've ever done with copper pipe is kind of putting that, um, that uh, like, bandage type stuff around, around a, a leaking joint. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really kind of brazed it or put it together or anything like that. Yeah. Well, years yeah. ago, probably, I'm going to say probably back in 2002, I replaced a uh, large chunk of the copper tubing that goes up into the sink in the kitchen. <laughs> and when I did that, it increased the water pressure so much that one of the older pipes then burst. Um, so when you work with copper tubing, copper pipe I should say, uh, you basically have to weld it together. And when you do, you use this silver stuff that, you know, kind of fuses the metal together and um i you know like i said i've done this before and the thing that makes it work is a stuff called flux um so let me back up and talk about the leak first 
I thought it was just a small leak until I got home and there was a pinprick right above the T-joint going into where it's eventually going to go into the hot water heater. Yeah. And this pinprick was shooting water out and hitting, um, you know, a floor joint. And it was coming out pretty hard, too. Think of a very small squirt gun under power. Right. And so... Yeah, because that's coming off the main feed into your house so exactly like yeah and so all she pressure. was seeing yeah. was in 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 where it was le- where it was actually spraying out you couldn't really see it you could feel it but you couldn't really see it because it's kind of yeah. up in the rafters if you will uh-huh. so she just saw the dripping and the yeah. water pressure in the house was terrible and uh there's no fixing that i can't put some putty on there and call it a day no. so i had to cut out a good chunk of you know coming right out of the the mains if you will and with one bend and then i can go right back into the pipe that's already there so i attempted to do that saturday i left work a little early had to go get some supplies and got home and got to work and by the time i realized what i was doing wasn't going to work everything was closed and that's why i couldn't do it sunday the podcast because i had to go back to the store and uh, get it so you use a blowtorch to heat up the metal And then you use um, solder, basically. And the flux that you put on the pipe actually sucks it inside a little bit. And it fuses it together. Yeah, the solder flow. Yeah. So so the solder wasn't, it wasn't going in. It wasn't doing its thing. It's just dripping this hot solder all over my legs and my shoes and my hands. And it just kept bubbling up. It wasn't sticking. Mm -hmm. I could not figure out what the hell was going on. I've done this before. Well, it turns out my flux was bad. Right. I had a, I had a bad flux capacitor, I guess you'd say. <laughs> and so that's what I had to do Sunday. And once I did it, it was fine. Um, you so know, and you I had, had to buy a no new water pipe on cutter. Saturday night. What's that? You had no water on Saturday night. Well, we did as long as we put a giant bucket underneath where it was uh, leaking. And, you know, then you can use the bathroom for a second. And the, the problem is, though, when you flush a toilet, it took five minutes to fill back up because the water pressure was so bad. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a big pain in the butt. Uh, it was nothing you could live with for a while. I mean, it had to be fixed immediately. Yeah. So I got it fixed. You know, it's it's working fine now. Um, but the problem was, you know, the the water system in this town isn't the greatest. The water tastes fine. It's you know, there's nothing wrong with the water, but it's heavy content as far as metals in it right. coming through the pipes. And because of, you know, the age of this house and the water that's coming in, um, and let's be honest, they didn't have the water coming in when this house was built. There was no plumbing. Yeah. Uh, that was probably put in the, probably the twenties, maybe the thirties. So we're talking hundred year old pipe coming in. Um, when you turn off the water in this house for an extended period of time, little pieces of crap get built up in the water. And then when you turn it on, it clogs up everything. Yeah. And it clogged up the sink in the living or in the kitchen. Well, not the sink itself, the faucet. Yeah. So last Sunday we went and bought a new faucet, put it in there, and it's fine. But it also did it to the bathroom. So that's what I'm doing later today after we get done with the podcast is replacing the entire um, water assembly, if you will, in the bathtub for the uh, shower. Because I can pee harder than the water pressure I'm getting out of the shower right now. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that's what I've been dealing with. Yeah. So the the 
funnily enough, the plumbing in my house is not brilliant, even though it was only built in 2015, just because the contractor they used to do the plumbing on this estate wasn't very good. Yours so, all probably plastic, though. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of plastic. Um, most of the stuff you can see is plastic. I don't know what is elsewhere. Um, one of the problems with modern houses is that you couldn't do anything like you just did because it's all hidden away. There's nothing exposed. Um, and that's a pain because when anything leaks, and we've had quite a few leaks in this house because the plumbing contractor was, was useless, um, they have to basically rip off part of the walls to get to it. Yeah, um, and it just means that any plumbing work in here is hugely expensive because you've got a whole load of make good work to do afterwards. Yeah, um, but the plastic that. is way easier to work with. To be oh honest. yeah, because you can you know it doesn't it doesn't do that stuff you've got where no. it clogs clogs up because it, it's clean inside. It's not full of a hundred years worth of, of detritus, and obviously you you don't solder it you just screw everything everything is standard fit and designed to screw together well screw together and glue together there's a stuff that you put on and it basically cements it in once that's set you're it's bonded forever yeah and leaks tend to be uh, repairable with cement and that sort of thing as well (laughs) rather than uh, having to take things out i've never i've never fixed a leak by just patching it never oh i've done that a couple of times um you know, you can get these 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 really good. It depends again on the amount of pressure you've got, and I don't know whether our pressure here is lower than, than the sort of pressure you're dealing with. Um, but but certainly, having said that, I've never dealt with anything kind of on the ground level before, which obviously where the pressure would be higher. Um, the stuff I've always dealt with has been upstairs. Yeah. Uh, in my in my older houses, which most of which were also new, uh, newish houses. Um, you know, like a cracked toilet tank or something like that. I've got that stuff you can get where you mix the two things together, and then and then it it sets underwater, and so that's great for fixing cracks inside uh, toilet tanks. I've done that before. And I would then just I've used... replace the toilet tank. Toilets are not expensive, and they're really simple to put together. Yeah, but you know, I was that was many many years ago when I was young and lazy, um, and. Uh, also, uh, yeah, where I've had the you know oozing joints and that sort of thing, I've tended to put the bandage stuff around if I if I if I can't. Um, I'm getting, can't I'm getting a little it, excited. So. You just said oozing joints. Ooh. Oozing joints. Mm. So yeah. let's Speaking get into which we've been yeah. we've been dealing with my daughter. She went to one of those uh, um, kind of trampoline. It's a trampoline part, but it also has the um, the inflatable obstacle course. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And she's coming down one of those. And it turns out the one she was coming down was near vertical. wasn't as inflated as well as it could have been. And it had a, a crease in it. And her foot got caught in the crease halfway down. And she twisted her ankle like you wouldn't believe. We thought oh. it was broken. So she's been hobbling around the house this last week, which That's also has been, uh, has been um, challenging. You know, we have a three-story house and she couldn't wait there for three days. So, yeah. <laughs> Not fun. Shaping people up and down the stairs. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, let's jump into some geeky stuff. And unfortunately, yep. we've got kind of sad news to begin with. Um, yep. James Horner, who I don't think a lot of people talk about. You know, everybody talks about George Lucas and some of the up-and-coming guys. But I don't think a lot of people mention James Horner as one of the great you know, film and television producers of music. Um, but he's been doing it a very long time, and he unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he um, he did a lot of the music for the Star Trek movies. Yes. 
uh, among other things. Um, uh, he was he, also a composer that he went uncredited for a lot of things. Yeah. Which yeah, is, did, I don't know. Didn't he do the music for Titanic? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that that's his kind of his calling card. He did the Titanic music. And um, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he won an Emmy for that. Or uh, yeah. one of those stupid awards. Um, he also, I mean, like, he was a conductor uncredited and music producer uncredited for Apollo 13. He was uncredited for Jumanji. I mean, come on, what? Courage Under Fire. Yeah. Uncredited. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, sure, he, he's getting paid, so it's not like... He was a conductor for the How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 2000, an awful Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, but I, I, he was definitely, I mean, certainly in my mind, he was one of the, uh, he, put it this way, he was one of the music conduct, music uh, di- uh, composers that you knew, you'd heard of, you recognized his name. Very few that uh, you could say that about. And so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, when you hear James, I always associated him, though, with Star Trek. Yeah. You know, he did Avatar. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, and Star Trek 2 was the... Um, was kind of the movie where he established himself as a movie composer. Yep. Um, and Star Trek has got a great soundtrack because it was, <clears throat> because it was a, it was a battle movie. Yes. Yeah. It had a lot. He did a lot of kind of nautical um, fanfares and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And, the uh, the scene where the Enterprise, where he realizes this guy's from the 20th century, so he thinks in two dimensions when it comes to fighting instead yeah. of three, and the Enterprise rises up behind it. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the mu- exactly. And the music was yeah. just perfect in that movie for those. It was yeah, it had a real swashbuckling yes. kind, of, kind of feel to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was it was great. And and you know this the, he wasn't that old, but he died in a plane crash. He was piloting his plane. Yeah, in, born in 1953, so uh, yeah, 17 years older. 61. Oh yeah, yeah it's he, 2001. He was he was 61. Yeah. <laughs> so 11 years older than uh, me. No, 10 yeah. years older. Uh, unfortunately, he was piloting his plane somewhere, and it came down, and he did not survive. So that's yeah. sad. It is, and uh, yeah. we at least have a body of work that you can go back and listen to. I would suggest people if you want to, if you don't know who James Horner is, just do a search for him under uh, his name under YouTube, and you will see and hear more importantly tons of stuff that he did. I mean, just he's one of those composers that. You'll know the music as soon as you hear it and go, oh, I didn't realize he did that. Yeah. It's, it's sad news, but uh, let's move on. Something, they they say this sometimes, and very few things actually do, and nothing actually does, but figuratively anyways. Uh, something broke the internet this last week, David. <laughs> and it was the most, the most, breaking the Avengers record, the most viewed video in the history of the internet now has been Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Um, yeah. I, and which to me just reinforces that Disney just needs to write a $10 billion check to Sony to get all their stuff back. Um, because they know what they're doing with these characters. Um, wow. I assume that you've watched the trailer. No, actually I haven't because of what's been going on this week. I have not had time to sit down and watch it. Um, but I was aware that it... As you say, I broke the internet. Well, and... let's let's do this. Let's pause this recording. I, I push the pause button on mine. You push the pause button on yours. You watch it, and then we'll come back and discuss it. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Pausing now.
and the audience can't hear it, but um, we are back from a very quick break, so David can get caught up on uh, homework. So, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm yeah. really disappointed. I thought that looked awful. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. I, now you see why I say that they just need to write a ten billion dollar check and get Spider Man back in house from for Marvel. Cut Sony out of this crap completely because nothing in there is Sony at all. No, well, yeah, Sony is Sony is piggybacking off what they've done with Marvel now in that they're talking about doing a whole kind of Spider Man type universe that's theirs that's not Spider Man himself. It's all the side characters like Venom, Morbius, and all of those sort of things. Yeah, and half of them is going to be just awful, just terrible. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people seem to like the Venom movie. It was okay. It's not. It's not as good as the worst Marvel movie. Well, the the Venom movie was was the, what made the Venom movie was the performance of of Tom Hardy. Yeah. As as Venom and the Sim as Venom and and, um, and uh, Eddie Brock, the the movie itself was fairly generic. But it was just what you know the performance and and the 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 dialogue between the pair of them that was very very well done um it's it's difficult to see them being able to carry that on and on and on so we'll just have to see on that but this is um i mean obviously they they've got the advantage that they, you know they are it's not just I mean, this is one of the problems that sony faces this you this movie opens up and and you immediately see it's it's not just about spider-man um, no, they're, they're they're using what's go, been going on in in other movies with other characters to to broaden the uh, to broaden the, the where where he's playing, what you're seeing him doing in, um, and uh, and yet <coughs> the the clever thing is that you can tell even from the trailer that you know you can kind of you're seeing the beat points of the movie here, but and you're seeing that even though it's using Doctor Strange and magic and all of these sorts of things to undo a problem that that Pete has it's all about him and and that's what's great or what's been great about all the Spider-Man movies so far and the appearances he's had in the other movies is that when you see him on screen it's all about him and he is despite the fact that he's you know definitely one of the most popular Marvel characters that they have um the the performance that that um that uh, Tom, what was his surname? Tom, 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 forgetting because I'm old. Tom, anyway, the guy who plays Spider Man, Tom, I've got Tom Hardy in my head because I was thinking about uh, Venom. Yeah, so do I. I was going to yeah. say Tom Harding, but that's not correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tom, it's on the tip of my tongue, but never mind. Um, the performance he gives Holland. Tom Holland, yeah, is uh, even though he's he's you know, he's he's getting getting um. He's he's well into his twenties now. He gives this very emotionally earnest but yet immature performance of as you know he he really comes across as a as a kid with these superpowers. Yes. He's really motivated to do the right thing, but keeps on making these terrible errors. And uh, and here we are again. And and you know it's it's inc- it's incredibly engaging because you can have the bad guys. And uh, you can have, you know, the big effects and all of that sort of thing. But ultimately, these movies are about, you know, him wrestling, wrestling with the consequences of his actions and, and overcoming them through pure, you know, 
force of will and all of that, you know, and, and being right and being good and all of this sort of thing. That's what makes the stories in these movies appealing. And it looks like they're, that's exactly what they're shooting for again here. And it's, it looks really, really good. And yet, the you know, the... Um, the background they're they're playing on is absolutely huge and it's allowed them to do this whole cameo thing where right at the end we get the you know the mic drop reveal of um dr octopus from the previous spider-man movies coming through a what looks like some sort of dimensional portal and so you know that's how it's going to be is with the multiverse is they're going to be pulling in uh, people from the other spider-man franchises and the other um comic book franchises which we've heard about from the cameos and oh Get out Are of you there, all right? stupid cat. Go on. Go on. Ugh, dumb cat. Um, I The attention to detail is what got me, because if you remember back in Spider-Man 2, which was, what, 2003? Yeah. Um, when Dr. Octopus... He, by the way, that character of Dr. Octopus is probably top five all-time best villains because he just nailed the part and he's a really good guy and you really like him at first and then he goes evil because of this cybernetic connection with the uh octopus arms yeah and it's ai and then he becomes good at the end and saves peter so you think well wait a minute He, he he died as a good guy but when he was a good guy, the glow of the little round thing and the claws on the octopus arms were blue. When the yeah. arms went bad, they turned red. And they go blue at the very end again because he's doing something selfish. Yep. When you see him come through the portal, it's red. Yep. So he's coming from, it's got to be during that movie when he's a bad guy. Yep. So that was very interesting to me. You see the goblin bomb and you actually hear, hold on. What are you doing? Stupid, you knocked everything over last time. What are you doing now? Get out of there. Go on. Get. Oh. All right. Sorry. Nope, she's going back for it. Go on. <sighs> Cats. Yeah, it's your own personal green goblin. Yeah. Uh, you hear William Defoe's actual laugh. Yeah. And if you watch it a couple times, like I have, unfortunately, because I'm a geek, um, there's one scene, very brief, where you see a whole bunch of electricity, which is Electro, Mm -hmm. which is the second Spider-Man franchise, because technically we're on the third at this point. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of talk of the other two Spider-Men actually being in this movie. Um, I don't know if they are or not, but it's very interesting that multiverse is kind of starting here. Because we know that the next Doctor Strange movie is the Multiverse of Madness. So whatever happens between him and Spider-Man is what opens, you know, this Pandora's box of the multiverse. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to, we, it's going to be interesting because obviously the, sometimes trailers can mislead you. Um, and, you know, obviously this trailer is, is basically saying that, you know, <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange decides to do Peter a favor and then halfway through kind of Peter inadvertently messes it up and then they have you know shenanigans ensue and we'll see what in the movie whether that's actually the way it plays out or not um, it looks like it is it's I, you know Marvel's usually pretty good about those things though yeah they give you the uh, barest of this is what the movie's about but there's so much more it's interesting because actually I, I one one after we uh, stopped recording and I watched the trailer I popped downstairs to grab a drink and uh, Alexander asked me if I'd finished my show already and I told him what we'd done. He said, "said 
don't watch it in here. I don't want to see it because he's <laughs> he's very much he doesn't like the idea that trailers spoil the things spoil things now. Yeah. So um, you know he's uh, he, Marvel's he like, pretty good about that though. Yeah. But if you don't yeah. know that Doctor Octopus is coming in this movie, maybe that did spoil something for you. Yep. Yep. But I think I, that. I mean, but what they didn't show is any other Spider Man either. Yeah, but that, that but the problem is. You know, this is the difficulty we live we live with now is because there's all the websites reporting on every single minutiae they hear about movie development and movie production and, and all this sort of thing. So anybody who follows the geek web kind of knows that there's been talk about all these cameos and appearances from um, other characters across the superhero universes. Yeah, um, Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman in the new Flash movie as exactly. well as uh, Ben Affleck being in the movie. Yeah, and... and, and, and <laughs> You know, funnily enough, we, uh, yeah, you have to wonder whether um, whether uh, they heard what was going on with um, the Spider-Man movie and decided to copy it. But um, the the difficulty then is is that you these are these are literally often just a comment or a tweet or a um, an aside said in an interview um, by one person, and it's often just a couple of words or a sentence, and that begins to turn into a whole story. So. You don't know when they talk about this whether it could just be what we've just seen in the trailer. You know, the voice of Willem Dafoe as a laugh is the Green Goblin, the um, the light of Electro. Um, it could just be an appearance in a in a like a flash sequence when they flash through the multiverses. It doesn't mean that necessarily they're going to be an integral part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so you have to you have to take some of these reports with a pinch of salt. Um, in that, you know, if they get an actor in to reprise a role, that it could just be an afternoon of voice work or uh, the rights to a, to uh, how they looked in in a, in a previous movie, and then they might use a bit of CG manipulation on it. Obviously, it does look like um, we're getting full Doc Ock, which is great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know he he's a lot older than he yeah. was. He's he's twenty two twenty one years older because that movie came out, I believe, in two thousand and one. Um, after 9-11 so they actually I remember the big thing at the time they went and digitally removed the Twin Towers that's right before that movie came out that was a that was a big news story back in the day um, so you know they, they, he probably filmed that movie in 2000 for it to come out in 2001 yeah. so it's been 21 years I don't know what digital trickery they're doing but damn he looked good in that trailer he did yeah and he's a great actor so yeah I I've got so much confidence in this movie. I can't wait to see it. I'm also looking forward to uh, Shang 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 Chi. Shang Chi. Yeah, Rings. Yeah, um, that looks really, really good too. And that comes out in like a week, but nobody's talking about that movie now. Now, originally, and this is a guess on my part, but I think I'm right. Hold on. What are you doing now back there, dummy? Good lord. This cat is a people person, so she'll play yeah. right next to you just to get your attention, and she'll do mm-hmm. something, and she'll look at you like, see what I just did? Yeah. Um, I think originally this trailer was going to be exclusively ahead of that movie to boost sales, but what happened was um, some jerk-off uh, did a cell phone video of an early screening on a very tiny screen of this trailer and posted it online. Right. So a bunch of people saw it, um, but it, my, I didn't watch it because um, I figured, okay, it's been leaked. That means it's going to hit soon. I'll just wait to the full version. 
Um, that's why they released it early. But I think this was going to open for that movie and, and boost sales, and it would have. Yeah. You know, oh, go see this new Marvel movie. They got the trailer for the Spider-Man movie. Keep it there exclusively for a week and then release it to the internet. But didn't work out that way. Hopefully it doesn't hurt the performance of the new next Marvel movie. So we've got what? Uh, is that the next Marvel movie after this one? Or is there another one in there? Uh, no, I think it, it it must be. I, don't, I can't think of, because the only other one that, that I knew that was on the slate was Doctor Strange. And obviously yeah. that, that's, that's going to come after this one. Yeah, that one comes out like March of next year or something like that. Yeah. So um, interesting stuff from Marvel. Um, you said, you know, maybe DC copied what Marvel's doing here because they heard about it. Uh, I do want to back up for one second there and say, actually, this Flash movie had been planned since 2015. And they had been talking since 2016 of Michael Keaton possibly reviving his role as Batman. So that was before the Justice League movie even came out. They had been talking about right. this one. So, I, you know, I just think it's... We have these times in, in movie history where everyone's making an alien invasion movie or an asteroid's about to hit the Earth or there's an earthquake <laughs> well, yeah. or there's a volcano and there's multiple that, studios do that. That That is, I mean, the the, the, the one that, that really kind of strikes with me when you say that is the asteroid hitting the Earth movie because we had three movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That were, that, were, that were all basically the same plot. Um you know, done in different, very different ways, um, but but yeah, we have had had these things where all, all studios start working on the same. Yeah, I can only presume what happens is the script gets gets shot around loads of studios, and the ones that don't decide to buy it uh, often go. But that's a good idea. We should do our own, and then they yeah. uh, commission their own. Yeah, um, you know, and it's um, it's the Me Too movement, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Let's move on to something a little exciting on my end, David. Go on then. Won't say how, but I actually got uh, an Xbox Series S. This is the smaller of the new Xboxes. I am I am very interested to hear what you have to say about this because I have been now that I've got decent internet and I can do the big game downloads, yep. which these consoles require, and the S in particular because it doesn't have a um, a drive, so you have to get everything on the internet. I have been toying with the idea of buying one. Well, you're going to have to wait a week because I literally just plugged it in an hour right. before we started recording. I got it um, yesterday. No, day before yesterday. But we had a wedding yesterday in Mishawaka. Mishawaka, I like to say on that. Mishawaka, mm -hmm. Indiana, my sister-in-law got married. You might have seen some posts on uh, Facebook that I was tagged yeah. in. Um, so it's it's... It was killing Cole because he knew this thing was sitting at the house and yeah. he wanted to play it and he wanted to make sure we were going to hook it up tomorrow, Dad, being today. So he's still asleep upstairs. So when he comes down, I will let him play on it while I'm working on the shower. <laughs> I was um, going to ask you, so you're going to make him wait while you fix the shower. And then, no, no, and then, I'm uh, not going to do that to him. <laughs> Poor kid would And then burst. go, you know, yeah, well, I want to play it with you. So you've got to wait till I'm done. Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts, setup was very easy. Um, it's a whole lot faster than the last generation of Xbox, what I have, which is what I have. What would you have the X, Xbox one or do you have a 360? Uh, yes. You have both of them. Yeah. Um, 
See, I, I have 360, but I um, I haven't. I never never got the next gen one because that's when the uh, the big game download thing became a problem. Yes, and the problem that I always had with that machine though was the boot time was like two minutes before it would just do anything, and then oh well, there's an update. I couldn't do crap now. Yeah. Um, I I never liked that. But that being said. Uh, the new machine boots up it just almost instantly. It's so much faster. Yeah. Um, I had hooked up a two terabyte drive to my last Xbox, and that's where I was downloading all my games. And I know the Series X is compatible with all those games, including a bunch of 360 ones. Anything that would play on the last generation Xbox uh, will play on the new one. Yep. So I just did a quick Google search. Can I plug my external hard drive from blah, blah, blah to blah, blah, blah? And it said yes. And the new machine will see it instantly, and they're all playable. So the first thing I did was I pulled the old Xbox off the shelf, disconnected the external USB drive, plugged it into this new one, proceeded to set it up, which took about five minutes for the initial setup. There was an update, um, and then I had to sign into my account, and uh, boom. All the games are right there. So Cole's immediately going to have access to like 30 games that's already on the system. So, again, interested to hear that because one of the things that put me off the S was I thought, well, there's no drive. That means I've got, I've got a huge stack of 360 games here, many of which I haven't got to play. Um, and I, I was assuming I'd have to basically throw all those away. And I have the uh, Xbox Game Pass, so yep. I can play all the games that are in there. So I was thinking, well, I, I would only be able to play those. But if I could take my drive out and plug that in and, and play some of those old 360 games, I'd be more interested. Well, in that's a different... Well, are you talking about... No, I, that's two generations ago. I don't know if you could take a 360 external drive, I assume, or the internal. Right. Uh, well, it's an internal. I can put it in external drive. Yeah, so. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I would have to look because yeah. this is literally an external hard drive that I was downloading all the games from my because I've got Xbox um, Game Pass as well as Gold. Yeah. So I was downloading every game, even the ones that were for the next generation for the last few months. I was getting all those as well because okay. I knew eventually I'd get one. Yeah. So it's something something for me to look into. I, I'm I'm still not decided yet because i have i have my gaming laptop and i i do i use my xbox game pass using the pc uh, access which has mostly the same games as you get in the eh, xbox ones not really um i have that too and i play them on my mini pc but um there it's missing quite a few actually okay more than well, you think it, yeah plus oh, you have to jump through hoops because i also have it also comes with the ea thing Mm -hmm. So if you download an EA game, it has to launch the EA's front end, which of course you have to sign up for and all that crap. Yeah, no, I've I've done all of that, and yeah. that's one that's one of the things that kind of made me think that maybe this would be using on, on the console. One, one, what did it did it for me is a few weeks ago. Um, uh, sorry, a couple of, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, one evening, I decided I felt like playing some Halo, and I've been working my way through all the Halo games I'd never played mm -hmm. on game. Pass. Halo Two is the best. Yeah, and, I, and basically I played the remastered version of Halo 2, which I'd never played first time around. So I finished that recently. Uh, and, I, you know, and I played, I on my 360, I then played 3, ODST, yeah. and that sort of thing. I never played Halo 4. 
because that was uh, that was the Xbox One game. Yes. And I didn't have the Xbox One, so I thought I'd play it on PC. And I I played probably about a third of the way through it, and then then the, I put the game gaming PC away, and I hadn't got it out for a while. So I got it out a couple of weeks ago. I thought well, I'll pick this up. Well, yeah, it, it, you talk about um, slow updates. Yeah. Even and and it was my it was my newly introduced internet that made me think oh I, you know I'll, I can do this now because it won't take as long it took forever yeah yeah there's something about the Master Chief Collection on the PC that basically means whenever it updates itself it almost looks like it's it's downloading the entire, the entire game yes. yep. yeah and and um, so it does the updates Xbox itself does the updates. Right, so that takes uh, even on my fast connection. That took a while, but then I go into Halo, into Master Chief Collection, fire up Halo Four, resume my campaign, and it dumps me back to the Xbox, to the Halo screen, to the Xbox uh, Game Pass launcher screen. Right, I think, what the hell's going on here? And whatever I do, I can get into Halo. Yeah, I can even fire up one of the other games I've got downloaded. But Halo Four, every time I go and resume, uh, it won't let me do it. So eventually, I have to restart Halo Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, For two ninety nine US, and you can find this. Mo- I, most places have this one in stock. They don't have the J or whatever the hell that is. The X. Uh, you can't get the X. It's just it's impossible. No, but the S. But the S. Um, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I haven't played it yet, but I saw in the queue there's like three or four games that have an update for the S so you get better graphics. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of intriguing to me. But the gaming experience, if you're just playing a game like Halo and stuff like that, it's just going to be better on the X, on a dedicated console rather yeah. than a PC. It just is. Uh, yeah. They, well, this is this is the conclusion I'm coming <clears throat> to. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just the it's the inconvenience. Yeah. It's, it's like you say. And, and I, have, I have the EA... Um, Experience now they've updated the EA um, front end from the original one to something new that's in beta, the EA desktop, which is much better. It's much more closely integrated with the the Xbox One. Yep. So um, you can you, you know you can do that, but then you still have the same problem. Yep. Which is which is the Xbox uh, front end will not update the EA games. Right. So if you decide you want to play um, you know Star Wars. Uh, well, there was the Star Wars Flight Sim one, the new, the most recent yep. one, which is which is the principal game I have installed in there. Yeah, you fire that up, it goes to the EA desktop, and then you've got more updates to do. Yep. Uh, and and you know, as I said, the problem is these updates are ten, many tens of gigabytes. They yep. are not small. It's just kind of ridiculous. It is. Um, and it's one of the things I've never liked. But even about the modern gen consoles, is that the updates are so large. Yep. I don't understand why they have to be. Um, so many gigabytes of data because there must either. be so much redundant data coming down in those uh, in those updates because it, it literally looks like they're basically saying okay well um, we're just going to redo all the assets uh, we're just going to you know we can't separate that from the game code so the stuff we we're updating we're just going to have to reinstall the entire thing again over and over again and it's um, it, it's annoying because I, I having been one of the people who suffers. Who suffered for a long time from poor bandwidth? Um, I it, it just I, I resented it, um, and yeah, the, the, I missed the whole Xbox One generation because basically because of the internet connection I had over the last six years, and now so, I've got a decent internet connection. I'm fortunate that a lot of people have fast internet connections, but they have data caps, and I don't know how you manage with the data cap. 
if you have one of these consoles or, or, or run these sorts of games. Keep talking, David. I got. I've got a calf yeah. getting into something in the kitchen. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah. We we've got a listeners. We've got a club together and do something about that cat. We need some sort of cat-proof box that Tim can put the cat in that will keep it entertained. Maybe like a Schrodinger's cat box so that during the podcast, Tim doesn't understand whether the cat is alive or dead because it is in fact both. And that way, if the cat is both alive and dead, it can't spoil the recording of the podcast. What do you think? Send us mail. I think that that would be a, an interesting thing to do, um, or maybe he can download a multi-gigabyte update for his cat that will stop it from messing the podcast up. That also would be an interesting concept. I'd be prepared to put up with a big download for that. Again, if you can do this, email us. I'm, I'm wondering what he's doing. I'm, I'm <laughs> walk visioning him walking outside with a burlap sack that's wriggling in one hand and a shovel in the other and he's going to find a nice soft spot in his yard <laughs> he's not coming back yet so uh, he's definitely doing something serious with that cat alright have you got dirt on your hands now? I do she was getting into the bowls that doesn't matter the dogs were looking at me like I wasn't doing it so yeah, I'm the dog supposed to take charge. No, <laughs> really. <laughs> no, they completely ignore this cat. <clears throat> they want nothing yeah. to do with her. Um, I I came up with several solutions to the cat while you were away. Well, <laughs> kids might have a problem with a few of them. I'm sure. Um, for the last few months, I've been discussing the problem I had with my sequoia. Yep. I am happy to report that the Sequoia is back on the road and everything is better than it was. Right. So what was the solution? <clears throat> well, we had to replace the entire dash harness. Um, oh, okay. Nothing yeah, minor then. No. And it took a while to source one, and it, you literally have to take apart the entire dash to do this. Everything. Yep. And then um, I had a, another company actually put all the third-party stuff back in, i.e. my stereo, the subwoofer. And when the uh, guy did my dash harness, he removed the remote starter. And the remote starter was kind of a cheap one that I got when I first got the vehicle because yeah. I live in Michigan and I have to remote start that car because I am too lazy to go out there with a lot of snow to start it to let it warm up and then come back in the house and wait and then go back out. Yeah. So it's just easier. Um, <clears throat> but one of the problems that I always had with my remote start is if I'm at work and I want to remote start the car before I leave for the day, I would have to go out the side door, you know, poke the remote out and push it and hope the car started. Otherwise, I had to walk through the entire dealership, which is a long walk, right. to start it and then go back to my desk. And, um, and the same thing when we're grocery shopping, you know, if we're starting to get in line and we've been in the grocery store for, you know, an hour and a half, the car is going to be cold again. Because I know you think it all boo-hoo, but we're talking about ice buildup, and you got to sit there in a cold car letting it warm up before some of that ice, even after an yeah. hour and a half, melts so you can just drive again. Yeah. So, no, no I, I, do, I do understand that. Yeah. Um, uh, you do know that, have you, have you ever seen the trick to increase the range of a, of a 
car fob remote, which is to put it to your temple. Uh, you actually put it under your chin. That works better. Right. <laughs> but even with that, you couldn't remote start from inside the dealership. No, no. No. So um, since I was going to have them update the remote start as well, and they put a Viper system in it, um, which is, uh, they make really good remote starters. They've been around forever. I spent an extra couple hundred bucks for them to put the CarLink system in it. And the CarLink system is just a module that you put in, and it is, um, it, <clears throat> it's 4G connection. Ah, so you can your your remote start over the internet. Yes, so I internet have a remote start as a service almost. It is. It's <laughs> it's. Uh, I believe it's thirty dollars a year. Yeah. Or forty dollars, whatever. It's nothing. Who cares? Uh, but it comes with an app, and the app will let me lock and unlock the cars, uh, the car. Uh, let me start it and turn it off. It tells me what my how much battery is you know in my car like if it's going low or something it gives me my battery status and it also has a link to um where the car is yeah which is ironic because i had a guy at work get his car stolen two weeks ago he got it recovered but you know someone said hey do you got the thing in your car and he was like no it's too old so he couldn't track where the car was and that got julie and i thinking so we went out and actually bought two air tags apple right. air tags uh-huh. Just to put in the car, yeah. And I don't need the one in the Sequoia now. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I suppose the advantage of the system you have now is that not only could you track it, but you could remote kill the engine. I could, as long as it's yeah. not running. You can't turn it off if you can't if turn it off if it's running. No, well, okay. because you could kill someone. If they stole your car, it seems like fair game to me. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> so that's been installed um they hooked up my stereo i had screwed something up when i installed it probably the fourth or fifth time and that uh, one of the buttons on my steering wheel never worked and now it does it lets me go through the different inputs like am fm yeah xm apple carplay bluetooth uh right from the steering wheel so that i think i had it hooked up correctly at one point but i don't know i must have screwed up a wire or something because that hadn't worked in a long time so this is what happens when you let the professionals get in there and do it. Yeah, and, do uh, it properly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's back to where it was. And with this module and what they did with the car stereo, I'd say it's even better than it had been before. Mm, I had a similar, uh, you know, a similar new new experience in my car a few weeks ago. Because we, uh, a week before last, we took a, uh, a short vacation up to uh, the northeast of Britain. Um, it's only about two, three hours from here. But it was just the first time we. It was the first time we'd really been able to get away um, since the pandemic lockdown started and all of that. So we just took a few days to go to a hotel, uh, go and visit a few, you know, a few museums and, and places in a different part of the country. We went to the the sea, the um, the seaside and had the fish and chips and all of that sort of thing. It was a nice few days away, but to drive up there, as I say, it's about two two and a half hours. Um, I put Waze on my phone. Oh, yeah. Waze is because, an, I love Waze. Yeah, so I, I've not... The only time I've ever used Waze is, is when we... we uh, before, before, just before the pandemic, we went to Israel for a few days for a wedding, uh, and everyone uses Waze there because the traffic's so bad. So we, well, you know we, who else loves Waze? The Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time he fires up, he goes, this is the this Waze. This is the way, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, well, actually, that was it, it's not directly related, but that was one of the reasons I tried it is I'd heard on a podcast that they had a um, a Master Chief voice 
to pr- promote Halo Infinite in ways. Oh, really? And I thought thought we're going on a we're going on a trip that might be fun. So I didn't tell the kids. Um, and normally, when I'm in the car, I either use the in-car satellite navigation, which is regularly updated by Mazda. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it, and that one's nice because it's integrated with the head-up display. So you get uh, directions on, on the head-up display and lane indications oh, and yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, what it can't do is traffic, which is what I wanted. And I've used Apple Maps before, and the Apple Maps traffic is okay, but it's it's, it's like all thing Apple Maps. It you know it's great. It really integrates well with CarPlay and everything. But as a service, it's just not quite as good as the others. So I thought, yeah, I, I know that Waze is really good for traffic. Because, That's what I use. Yeah, it takes because it can, it takes road conditions directly off all the other people who are using it. And you can see them on the map display. Yep. Um, and it is really it's it's stunningly good for that. I mean, you can there were things like I would see roadworks integrations or a, a warning that a car that there was a, a, a block on the road and you just go around the corner and there it is and um you know it was it was spot on and live you know a, a car pulls over on the side and often on british highways people slow down and kind of gawk so you get a bit of a slowdown uh, when somebody does that uh and uh, and yeah it was spotting them all the time it was absolutely spot on it was really really good so um uh, and it and it definitely there was times when it would suddenly root you off the road you were on and you knew it was taking you around traffic yep um and the one time we ignored it we said you know oh well i can't i don't believe it's it, it basically ran newcastle what it would do is it would rather than take the highway the a1 that goes past newcastle it would often take you off and kind of take you maybe three miles towards the coast and then through a tunnel uh, and then bring you out the other side so you avoided the city completely and the first time it did this i thought where the hell is it taking me and i realized it was avoiding roadworks on the on the main road um and the one time we decided not to follow it and just stick on the main road and we regretted it it was absolutely right it added about an extra 20 minutes to our journey yeah um but it was cool because we had the master chief giving us the directions and you know so it would be take the next ride at the roundabout stay frosty and um anytime there was a obstacle on the road it will it would warn us that perhaps it might be a trap which was uh, <laughs> very i like very that entertaining. i've never used yeah. the voices i always turn off i don't i i i've never used voices in navigation for years i've always yeah. muted it so i so, didn't so, know that was in so, there yeah some of the some of the celebrity stuff the problem is is that the um the phrases it uses, the, the it doesn't use very many, so it gets very repetitive. Yeah. Um, the the Master Chief one one wasn't so bad, but we tried some of the others because the kids kind of really got into it, and um, some of the others were really really um, irritating just because of the lack of diversity in what they said. I remember they had way back in the day. Um, I remember Chad and I talking about this on the MyMac podcast. <clears throat> one of the uh, standalone TomTom units. This was before iPhone. Yeah. Uh, one of the big promotions they had was uh, Darth Vader's voice done yeah. by James Earl Jones. Right. That was that was pretty cool. <laughs> Speaking of being in the car, because <clears throat> now that everything's all nice and clean um, in the Sequoia, I had uh, this USB adapter, if you will, that came up through uh, the ashtray because my vehicle has an ashtray in it. So yep. it came through the back in there, and that's where the wires would plug in. It was always a mess. I hated it. I finally, there's a couple blank spots on the dash that I put a USB um, plug in. 
So mm-hmm. that's where I plug my phone in now, and it, and it connects directly to the stereo. Uh, so it's just a lot cleaner. There's not a bunch of wires everywhere, just the way it should have been. But yeah. where do I put my phone now? I thought, you know what? I like to get a little magnetic holder so I can just pop it there and plug it in. So I bought this thing from AceFast, A-C-E-F-A-S-T, Universal Phone Car Holder, low installation, installation height built in, 4NG, super strong magnets, large sticky base, suction cup, dashboard, windshield, flexible installation. Well, yeah, with, that's the, that's with the name. snappy naming like that, yeah, I should fly off the shelf. This company must really know what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's seventeen bucks, and it looked like exactly what I've been looking for. Right. So I bought it, and I went to install it yesterday before we went to Mishawaka. Mm-hmm. I got to say it again. Yeah. And uh, they lied. It sticks really well. The magnets are dog shit. Yeah. My phone just—I put my phone on there, and it just slowly slides off. I'm like, yeah. really? That's right. Just enough to stop it from falling directly, but not no, it wasn't enough to no. Because once it gets past the part in the iPhone where there's actual magnets, oh, right. it just okay. drops right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is this is junk. It cost me 17 bucks. I don't know if I'm going to take the time to send it back. I probably should because this thing's you awful. You should do, yeah, yeah, because because that that way then maybe um, some other sucker won't suffer from it. No, it's like, just, you, I always like to feel if you return stuff that they, the uh, with Amazon that the the uh, the seller the seller gets some sort of black mark if you say oh it was well I'm gonna I'm purpose. gonna do a review of this yeah. because this thing is junk it the magnet in it and it is it says it's got four super strong magnets I'm gonna call BS these are about the weakest magnets I've ever had I mean yeah. I, I've I've got all kinds of magnetic mounts and stuff that i use my phone right now is sitting on a desktop little stand with magnets on it and it holds it perfectly it's actually it's a mag magsafe charger that's actually in there so um and it's plugged in so i can hook it up to the the live trek board so it's getting double power um (laughs) not really um but how that's the one place you don't go cheap on people if you're no. going to make something like this and you're going to say it's super strong magnets, it, it better be because if it's not, you're going to get a really bad review from me. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of manufacturers of that sort of stuff, they count on the fact that people buy it and it's cheap enough that they just throw it away because it's no good. Yeah. Um, and they get the money and, um, you know, it's not really review driven, the, the market for those sort of things. Most people don't do it. And then they probably. They probably game the system by paying for enough reviews. That means that the casual to the casual observer, the thing doesn't look like junk. Yep. Um. You know, that's that's the way these things work. I mean, I, to me, yeah, the long name is normally a bit of a giveaway. They have to put that stuff in the title. It's probably not a great product. Yeah, it's not <laughs> you know? good. So, um, so now you're on the hunt for another magnetic. Um, yeah. Phone. Yeah, I don't know. What I, I've do. got to be honest with with CarPlay. So I just don't bother mounting my phone in the car. I just yeah, there's a little where the connections in in the Mazda are for the uh, for the phones. Oh, I, I know. Short, yeah, I, I have a short cable on there. I yeah. just plug it in and then I leave it underneath the. Dash. That's what I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. But I kind of I still wanted to just clean it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, here's something else, and we probably should save this for tech fan, but we'll do it right here. Um. 
Nah, I'll save it for tech fan. Yeah, we'll save it for tech fan. We gotta, we gotta give tech fan some love here. Are you, are you gonna, are you gonna, like trail it? You're gonna, um, not, not bury the lead. You're I, I will say, imply what it might wireless, be. Apple CarPlay. Wow, wow, that's, that's kind of what I've always wanted. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, though actually, I tell a lie. At the moment, no, my phone is coming up on. Well, it's it's a little bit over two. Uh, no, it can't be over two years old. But it's nearly two years old. It's an iPhone eleven, um, and I've just reached the point, not where the battery is warning me that it's going low capacity, um, but it has gone down to about eighty four, eighty five percent, and it, it's noticeable now that if I use the phone a fair bit during the day then I'm kind of going into low power mode towards the end of the day. So, so it's it, worth it, plugging it, in for you. Yeah, so so this is the thing. So yeah, now when I'm in the car, I've kind of normally I wouldn't bother, but I've now kind of gotten the habit of plugging in to use CarPlay because then I get charging as well. Whereas yep. before, you know, mostly what I'm doing with a phone in the car is listening to podcasts and before I would just do it over Bluetooth because you know it's quick and easy and you don't need to plug anything in the problem is is not plugging in it's remembering to unplug and take the phone with you when you leave yeah uh, is the is the issue i don't uh, have that yeah, problem I, because I, my I've, phone is integrated into what i do for a living so yeah yeah you know well, i i don't forget my phone in the car no. uh, and then and then of course the other thing is we don't go anywhere as much but obviously with the issues i've had at home recently i'm traveling a lot more now um i'm taking people to various appointments and and that sort of thing so uh, I am in and out of the car a lot more. Um, but yes, I am charging because that way it makes sure that my phone doesn't run out towards the end of the day. But new iPhones probably announced next week and I will be buying one. We will be getting them is that, is that next week, the announcement? I think it's next week or maybe the week after. It's certainly early, early September, I've yeah. heard. So um, I expect I'll be getting uh, iPhone 13 at some point in the next few weeks. There you go. So there we go. That will deal with the problem. And and I'm going to have a quandary. This is something we talk about a bit more on, on TechFan. I, I saw, because uh, I clocked down, I saw for yesterday for the first time the iPhone 12 mini. This yeah. is the regular iPhone 12. And so if they have a mini version next year, I'm going to have to make a decision about which one I want. Hmm. Yeah. So we can discuss the pros and cons of that on the next show as well. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Geeks Pub. David and I will be back hopefully next week with a new edition of the Tech Fan Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to that as well as if you want to follow the continuing adventures of uh, Robertson and Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to get feedback. It's real easy to do. You send us an email. It's the show at the uh, geekspubpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, you can always follow us on the main sites. I don't want to say the main, but uh, mymac.com or uh, thegeekspub.com no geekspubpodcast.com I'll get it right eventually uh, you can find us under TechFan on both um, Twitter and the Facebook I gotta say the Facebook yeah remember yeah. listeners what I asked for you we want details on the Schrodinger's box Tim's cat yes or, or a big multi-gigabyte download to uh, reset his alterating system yeah that'll work so with that, we're going to wrap up. I'll see you next week, David. See you then.